Hey everybody, and welcome back to Mainstream Boy, hosted by your pal Jonathan from Those Movie Dudes. This week, we're joined once again by our friend Spencer as we talk about three new release movies. This week, we talk about Ethan Hawke playing Nikola Tesla in a biopic called Tesla. Then, we take a walk down memory lane with the coming-of-age drama Chemical Hearts. Lastly, we take a walk on the wild side with a real-life story about a famous silverback gorilla known as the one and only Ivan. If any of these tickle your fancy, stick around. I got to hang out with some puppies today. It sucked uh, because, as you can imagine, if you try to take a video of a dog in an enclosed area, they just kind of want to jump all over you and lick you and then shit on the floor. So... That was about six hours of my day, but I didn't get mad at them or kick them across the floor. So <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Cool. Oh, fantastic! Hope you had a, hope you had a fun time. Yeah. What is this fucking Sesame Street? Fucking bitch! All right, guys. Wow. <laughs> okay. uh, welcome back yet again to episode six of Mainstream Boy. I am Jonathan. I am Mainstream Boy. I am your host today, and I am joined once again, whether he wants to be here or not, by. Spencer from those movie dudes. Nate, once again, maybe once movies come out in theaters, maybe we'll get some action with Nate. But that's okay. We have Spencer, and that's that's all we need right now. Right, Spencer? I guess so. I sent him the movies for the weekend, and then he said, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks, but no thanks. No, no response back, so uh, <laughs> I guess he didn't see him. Maybe he watched all of them. He just, he just too busy right now, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Well, we did watch three movies this week. Uh, you know, that seems to be the the, uh, the maximum. So we had a 2020 film with Ethan Hawke, Tesla, about Nikola Tesla. Spencer, did you watch it? Uh, no, I did oh. not watch it. Okay. Well, that'll be uh, me flying solo on that one. And we have Chemical Hearts, a little uh, teenage drama, coming of age, pretty sad movie. Uh, but Chemical Hearts, that's on Amazon Prime. And we also have the one and only Ivan with Brian Cranston and Glenn Close as a poodle. And that's on Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Sorry. Here's okay. So I get Glenn Close, Meryl Streep and Helen Mirren mixed up as the same human being a lot. And I can't really help. That's horrible. And I'm not going to apologize. It's not good. But yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and start with Tesla because that is the movie you didn't watch. So might as well get it out of the way. Uh, but yeah, Tesla has Ethan Hawke. It is the story of the Promethean struggles of Nikola Tesla as he attempts to transcend and trans technology, including his own previous work, by pioneering a system of wireless energy that would change the world. Directed by Michael Almerida, I think. That's how you say it? Uh, but I was looking at some of his previous works, and he hasn't done much, but everything he's done for the most part was with Ethan Hawke. Even all the way back 20 years ago, a movie called Hamlet with Ethan Hawke, and then a movie called Sibylline with Ethan Hawke in 2014. Have you ever heard of those? Nope. Never heard of any of them, but maybe he's like, I don't know, Ethan Hawke's brother-in-law, and he's just like, you know what, maybe I'll find you some work. Yeah. He also did <laughs> a movie know. with John Hamm, so. Good for him. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just one of those movies that it kind of, I don't think this was ever going to come out of theaters anyway, if theaters may be very limited but uh you ever heard of nikola tesla spencer you know anything about this guy 
Um, well, I mean, I knew about this movie uh, before it was supposed to come out because it had really weird. Uh, it had some strange marketing because it would be like breaking the fourth wall. There was this like modern like synth techno music they were using in the trailer. Hmm. Uh, like they were just turning like address the camera at times and like explain things. I don't. Think I, is that, that they what the movie the was like? Movie. Okay, because the trailer was like. Like they're self-aware. They're like, you don't know who Nikola Tesla is, and we're gonna show you. It's like what? And it has this like weird, like, colory, like, synthy eighties like music and cinematography. That sounds nothing so, like the movie. Like, at I guess all. they're trying to promote it somehow because, for the most part, it looks just kind of like a boring period piece. Okay, that's interesting because yeah, the movies genuinely doesn't have a tone at all similar to what you're describing, uh, but. I think what this movie really does have going for it is Ethan Hawke. He's pretty good in the movie. And I think the uh, the overall story itself is something that I really never heard about. I've heard the name Tesla, but I don't really know anything about what he did. Basically, another thing this movie does, and it's funny because it just reminds me of another Family Guy skit, is it shows that Thomas Edison was a total fucking asshole. And I don't know if you remember, <laughs> one of the clips from Family Guy is like, look it up, Thomas Edison was a dick. Uh, what's that? What's that thing you're working on? Well, it's a light bulb. And... A light bulb, light bulb. I invented that. Me, I'm Thomas Edison. I invented the light bulb. Uh, what to do? It lights up a room using electrical... Lights up a room using electrical stuff. I was about to say that because I invented it. Uh, what are you working on? It's a phonograph. Phonograph! I knew that because I invented it. I'm Thomas Edison. I rule! Look it up. Edison was a dick. It basically rings true uh, because, for the most part, Edison created one of the... created the light bulb. And then uh, Tesla created a safer way to create electricity and illuminate things. It was just a safer way to do it. It's called dynamic energy. And Edison was basically said to him, because Tesla worked under him, he was like, uh, no, we're not going to do that. That sounds fucking stupid. That's never going to catch on. And then it did, and Edison was pissed. So, uh, yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Sounds like the they've got some conflict in the movie, which yeah. is what a good story needs. So that's exciting. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of conflict. But uh, yeah, Tesla kind of, he had some really cool ideas, but for the most part, it just kind of shows that uh, he came up with some really crazy ideas that in the time people were just uh, thought were way out there. And they just, after giving him hundreds of thousands of dollars, which in today's money would be like millions and millions and millions of dollars. One of those people being J.P. Morgan, which is uh, one of the famous banks of our time. Uh, he was one of the investors for Tesla and um, Thomas Edison. And basically was like, dude, this isn't going to fucking work. Uh, you know, I'm going to stop giving you money. And then basically Tesla went bankrupt. But that's that's in the past. That's history. Uh, but the film, it, it was interesting. You know, I didn't really know much about it. Uh, but I think one of the coolest things that Tesla like concocted in his mind that they showed in this movie was he basically wanted to have a just a machine that you could put on the ground anywhere in the world, and it would if you put it on the ground you would have heat and you would have electricity. And he came up with this. He wanted to concoct this idea, but then nobody would fund him. And it's also kind of ridiculously insane to think that that could happen. Was it presented in like an interesting way, or was it just kind of a slugfest of just like okay, that's kind of I thought cool it was interesting, was, dude. but as a biopic, it it, is uh... it like traditional? Is it cliche? 
follow the the he's usual just, tropes. He's kind of just a weird stand guy. out from like, other biopics. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of right in the middle because he he's just this this weird kind of dude that no mo, nobody can really get to the bottom of. Nobody can really connect to him. They try to have this little somewhat of a love story, but it just kind of trails off, and he just gets absorbed in his work. I see that it's got a it's got a sixty one percent run tomato score and a seventeen percent audience score and a five point six on IMDb. So why is it so split? I don't know, dude. I, I just think people just don't care enough about this content that maybe they just don't find it interesting. I thought the movie was was made well. But also I'm interested in technology and how it kinda came to be, so this is kind of a topic that is somewhat interesting to me, but I don't think it was an right. incredible movie or anything, but we can we can move on to some films that you did see, so you can cannot like you know elaborate on your thoughts a little bit more, and that's okay. What uh, would you give this? Yeah, uh, it was okay. I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. I don't really have. That's I don't understand high grade. this nineteen percent okay. audience rating. I think that's kind of ridiculous. And the uh, the second movie we talked about this week was on Amazon Prime. Spencer, you actually got a screener. This, as far as I know, kind of a little little early screener that Amazon sent you, so that's kind of fun, right? Yeah, I was kind of a little surprised, didn't expect that to happen, but it was it was cool, but, I mean, didn't love it, and I'll get into that as, uh, as we talk about the movie. Fair enough, okay. Well, yeah, Chemical Hearts once again came out on Amazon Prime. It follows a high school transfer student named Grace uh, that starts to fall for a guy when she begins working at the school newspaper. Uh, but he gets a little more than he reckoned for when secrets start to unravel about her past. Uh, it's based on the book called Our Chemical Hearts, written by Crystal Sutherland back in 2016. So They dropped the hour out of the uh, film adaptation. They did. I wonder why. That's Maybe. weird. It's like one of those like social network scenes where Justin Timberlake just comes in, has like a really big meeting, pays for all like the <laughs> drinks and the food. And just As he leaves it, you know what? You know what? Drop the the. This is Drop the hour. <laughs> Just chemical yeah. hearts. And then the Just, producer and the director is like, oh my god. Think about <laughs> it in the writing light. room. They were like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Uh, wow. But yeah. <laughs> Go As picture. a 57% uh, critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 85 audience rating. So this is That's definitely an audience loser. Okay. Because yeah. when I checked after the screen, uh, the screening, uh, I checked to see what some of the reviews are. Because when I saw it, I had no idea what the critics were saying or what anyone was saying about it. I didn't even know this movie existed. When I went to go watch this movie, um, and it had I like a seventy-five. I well, yeah. I mean, once I got the once I saw it, I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, but it had a seventy-five percent. I was like, okay, it's got some good reviews, but fifty-seven went down. Okay, it's in the rotten side. Yeah, of rotten I think tomatoes. you know maybe critics just see this as a, a run-of-the-mill coming-of-age drama between teenagers, and a lot of those people are just old white people that are like, mm, I don't like this. I can't relate to it. Me, me, me. So I think that's why. You know, potentially the audience rating is a lot higher uh, and probably, you know, people who watch this movie, you know, right after it came out on Amazon Prime, maybe they read the book. I don't know. Directed by Richard Tane. Again, pretty much another first time director, but he did direct Southside with you. Do you remember that movie, Spencer? Yes, the Barack Michelle Obama date movie. Yes, do you ever watch that? Because I remember hearing I about it. I did not watch it. No, mm. but I heard that it was. You got some good reviews. I think it was. It was a fresh, on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. But... Just kind of those under the radar. I don't know. Uh, limited release films, but I remember the story sound appealing. Barack Obama seems chill. Michelle Obama took cookies away at our school. So, yeah, 
I don't really want to get into that, but that pissed me off. That was my breakfast every morning. I don't know about you. Not like you hold a grudge. Okay. She also made it so we could only get one Pop-Tart in a package. She had, like, healthy Pop-Tarts. I don't you know remember. how Pop-Tarts come in two, but for some reason these came in one. So and they're that like pissed me off. 400 calories each. They're not so that bad. Like 800 calories. Yeah, but we're children. We're growing. We need the, you know, the carbs. So it's kind of bullshit, okay. in my opinion. This has uh, Lila, sorry, Lily Reinhardt in it, who plays Grace, uh, who's also in Riverdale. Spence, you ever seen Riverdale? Nope. I have not <laughs> seen Riverdale. <laughs> I have not watched any show that's been on the CBS CW uh, ever. I think I've I mean, seen maybe, maybe two an and episode, and, but yeah, I feel like if you like Riverdale, you're gonna be in, into this. Although there's not like uh, I'm pretty sure Riverdale, there's some sort of like high school murder mystery type thing, and they're just trying to like protect their friends or uncover it. There's anything like that, but whatever. For me, I kept thinking Lily Reinhardt was Sarah Godin from uh, Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, who plays uh, fuck, what's her name, Sadie. I think they, those two actresses look fucking identical, and that kept throwing me off, but that was weird. Uh, but we also have Austin Abrams, who played Henry, or he played Henry. He's from Paper Town, Spencer. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> like, you're saying this like I give a fuck. Like, I really don't. That's wonderful. Let's talk hey, about Paper... the actual fucking movie, Chemical Hearts. Spencer, we have, to, all we have bullshit. to set up the film a little bit and have a little bit of, you know, some information so you know. Well, Michelle what, Obama taking cookies movie. away from you in middle school and <laughs> reducing the Pop-Tart size of the bags and knowing that this guy, Austin Abrams, is in, is in Paper Towns has nothing to do with the actual fucking movie. All right, so well, why don't we get into the actual movie. Hearts. So, John, okay, what okay. were your thoughts? Thoughts on Chemical Hearts. I fucking loved it. Wow. No okay. shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Obviously, but holy Jesus shit, bro. This movie Christ. was so good, dude. <laughs> I why? cried. Why was well, I didn't this cry, so but... why was this so good to you? Because to me, it was I like I liked it as I was watching it, but I could still predict the entire plot as it was happening down yeah, to too. like what her accident was who she maybe have lost in the accident what was going to happen with their relationship like what was going to happen uh if they go to a certain like uh uh i don't know stage with their relationship and bam exactly happens it was super predictable for me but it was still i thought well acted i thought lily reinhardt gave a good performance um but the one issue that i did have with the screener of this movie was they went, They really tried to watermark it, and I totally get protecting privacy. It's really important, especially with screeners uh, and that kind of stuff. However, having my name, email, and phone number <laughs> plastered all over her face as she's sobbing, giving an emotional performance, took me right out of the movie. I'm like, well, I just see my name, my email, and my phone number all over the screen. And it's just like... And it, and it was if... even presented in widescreen, so they have like the top box, the uh, the letterbox in the top. You could just put it up there, you know, up in the corner, up in the bottom right, Keep or something. Keep it there the whole time, for fuck's sake, rather yeah, than whole time. making it or, like a. I mean, you get, I guess you can DVD crop out, screen. or maybe like uh, when you used to get uh, call sheets and stuff. Like your name is watermarked on the call sheets uh, for sets and stuff. So it's like, but it's diagonal and it's like kind of at a lower opacity. So it's like. You could still see the name, but you can still see everything else on the screen. Even if it was like that, just a low opacity with just my name diagonally across the screen, would have been would have been amazing. But I still would have 
It is this really what that. dragged down the grade for you? Was the fucking Dude, watermark? Dude, it really because... did because it brought me right out of the movie. It's like I, I wish I would just waited until the 4K release on Friday instead of seeing like a 720p screener three days early. Um, so that was my only. That, that was honestly a gripe that I, I can't fault the movie for, but I can Nothing definitely do with fault the film. my enjoyment <laughs> of the movie because it just like it took me out. Ah, uh, that's if too it bad. Happened dude. to any other movie, it would have been the same. Do you, uh, and do you typically like movies like this? Like, I, I understand the, the predictability and whatnot, but, you know, I, I think this movie had some really good chemistry, some really good dramatic moments, and stuff that I personally can relate to a lot. Uh, maybe not the specific circumstances, but I still, you know, I I felt the tra- tragic moments. I, I felt the emotion this movie was trying to kind of push toward you uh, with, with these scenes, but... The one thing I'd say that I do... A- appreciate about this movie is that uh because like these types of movies they could easily go for like the pg-13 kind of family-friendly version of the story but i do like that this was an r-rated film it definitely felt like more of an adult coming of age film kind of like spectacular now or that kind of other type of genre of film uh making with these like coming of age movies because you can so easily go like the love simon uh pg-13 or like the yeah uh, paper towns that cringy. type of that type of stuff not really cringy but just like just very over the top like we're in a studio comedy like mainstream movie like high key lighting and just like you know fun yeah. shit but this one was definitely a lot darker like it it had some darker themes and some adult uh tones that it just it really went for and uh, i think it worked um but i don't know if it it didn't really utilize it to I don't know the extent they could have. Like I think the spectacular now like pushed the rating a little bit more than this did. That's just. A, like, I mean, yeah, it's hard to compare. I mean, I I realize the concepts are similar. It's just spectacular now is just above and beyond those coming of age dramas. I think. yeah, not really comparing it. Just in terms of like spectacular now is an R rated coming of age film that yeah. deals with some more like adult depressing uh, themes like this one does. So, but this that's one the only comparison. What, I get what you're saying. I think this one, it goes for those kind of storybook, and it's from a book, obviously, but the stuff that happens is, like, right out of the book, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, it reminded me of, like, Me Before You or The Vow. It's just, you know, like you said, it's predictable. It does have those type of things. But for me personally, with not very many movies coming out this year, this is, like, one of my favorite genres of film. Just the realism, the character moments, the emotion that it kind of brings to you i was all in for this movie i really liked it fault in our stars type shit i'm into that like whatever i'm not i'm not afraid to admit it so i actually gave this a four and a half out of five stars <laughs> wow that's a, i gave that's it a, a really, really big high grade. rating dude maybe i was just okay. in a really good mood and i was just i don't know it was just the movie i needed to see at that time but yeah right. it's, it's just about being a teenager man and life sucks and shit man you know Shit. Well, I mean, Shit, I I appreciated bro. it. I think it is a uh, a worthy movie to check out, especially if you're, I don't know, like in high school or something or college. I think it it could have definitely appealed to you the coming of age uh, nature of the film. I think it's it's I don't know, it's well directed and good performances, especially Lily Reinhardt. I think she, she, I think she did a really good job because uh, I hadn't really seen much from her. I think she was in Hustlers for like a brief couple minutes. Uh, but that's really all I've seen from her in terms of performances, and I think she did a really good job in this. So I went three out of five. I think it makes the fresh. I think it was definitely a uh, a good movie. 
Um, but yeah, it definitely didn't wow me. I wish it was a little more unpredictable, and I wish it utilized its like R rating a little bit more because it had it, and they could have, you know, they could have done some uh, different stuff with it. And I think I maybe would have appealed to it a little bit more. But it's still a good movie, and you should watch it if you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, it, it, uh, you know, and especially considering there's hardly anything coming out. You look at the release schedule, there's nothing. But yeah, I think this is it's a good little movie. It's it's basically the faults in our stars of this year. If you really want to, you know, take it down to that, I think it was a good film. And it, you're right, it didn't really fully take the R-rated rating and and go with it. There wasn't any like horrible rape scenes or something awful like Thirteen Reasons Why. You know what I mean? It's definitely a movie worth checking out. Well, if I'm you glad they didn't Amazon. include that because I don't think it was necessary for the plot. <laughs> right, I'm just saying. Intense. I don't think we need whatever. that. Uh, I think just in terms... I think there's like one F-bomb is what I mean. Or like... Uh, Got you. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's tame. It's a tame R. Well, speaking of tame movies, we're going to go ahead and move on to the last movie of this week, which is on Disney+. Plus. We haven't really checked out all that many Disney Plus movies, but... If you're on Mainstream Boy, you're more than likely going to watch some animated or live-action movies. And this week, we watched the one and only Ivan. Actually, a true story, which I didn't realize until after this movie ended. But it follows a gorilla named Ivan who tries to piece together his past with the help of an elephant named Stella as they hatch a plan to escape from captivity. It's a very wholesome story. You know, has a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, critical rating 75 audience. Directed by Thea Chirac, whose previous works were Me Before You, and that's about it. So we got Brian Cranston as the only actual real-life performer other than a few side characters, Sam Rockwell as the gorilla, Angelina Jolie as an elephant, and Helen Mirren as a dog. The one and only and... Ivan, you seem to be hyped for this fucking movie, in my opinion. You, like, whenever we would talk about, you know, Mainstream Boy is coming up, make sure you stay tuned for this. You wouldn't stop talking about the fucking one and only Ivan. So, what did you think about this movie? Well, the reason being, be, like, because of because I've been so hyped for it is because all we do is watch depressing, dark movies where fathers lose their daughters and then kill their best friends. So I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I definitely need something to light, something fun, something feel good. And that is exactly what the one and only Ivan is. It's a Disney Plus original movie. There hasn't been many of those that at least made the whole like mainstream radar. Uh, and this is just it's just a feel good movie where Danny DeVito plays a dog. And oh, tries I didn't to even sneak... realize he was Bob, dude. So he's Bob, he's right? Bob. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. Bob. Of course, you would grasp onto the fucking annoying dog character more than anybody else. It was adorable. It was so cute. And Danny DeVito did a great job bringing his voice to Bob. Um, But the one thing about this movie that actually did kind of make me laugh out loud was I I knew going in that this was based on a true story uh, about Ivan the show gorilla that learned how to draw, that kind of stuff. I feel like I remember hearing about this story long ago and just this so happened this was the movie adaptation that we've all been waiting for. Um, but this one, I, there was a scene, it was when they, they all escape from the mall. I think I know uh, what scene you're the, talking about. The animals. <laughs> and they're like, uh, on the road and this yes. little like rabbit in a fire truck is like just chilling and talking with a chicken and making a joke about the chicken crossing a road. And just right then and there, I was like, wait a second, this is based on a true story. This really happened. This little rabbit in a fire truck and talking about a chicken crossing the road and making jokes about that. Imagine if that really happened. 
Maybe it did. And we just you don't. I don't think don't you can know. disprove it. Maybe it did. I mean, and, and this movie is based on a true story, and it's the movie adaptation of this guy's life. They did it. It's real. It's canon. So, do you think my favorite quote of the movie, by the way, um, is in that same that same exact scene when the seals uh, kind of flopping across the road, and he's like, "Oh, my tummy hurts." <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. It's not that, but it's like, oh my tummy. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. And it's yeah. just, it's that typical seal character that all he can worry about is the fucking ball. <laughs> just, just so yeah. fucking stupid. But yeah, it was you know, very, very stupid and the, some very cheesy, corny humor. But the movie has so much heart, and it does tug on your heartstrings just with like the the emotion. It's 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 a feel good fucking movie. But it's very, okay. very much made for kids. Like it, very yeah, much. Yeah, but made then for, again, like children, children is what I'm saying. I still, as like you know, I still watched it on my own, too. like I don't know, free will on a Saturday morning. I watched the one and only Ivan Disney Plus 4K HDR, and yeah, it that's was where cute. you can watch it. Yeah, um, I think it's a cute movie. It 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 also it kind of goes for those typical. Obviously, it's a Disney movie, so those typical character tropes. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that someone dies or someone has cancer or something like that. Um, But, you know, they go for that. And they also kind of pulled the Tarzan thing where they make humans out to be fucking awful, for the most part, from the animal's perspective. So you really start to care about these these animals because Brian Cranston's kind of a dick for the most of the fucking movie until, like, the very last scene, he's kind of like Mr. Krabs, where all he cares about is money and not kind of the well-being of the animals themselves. But yeah, the film, it goes for those those typical kind of predictable chicken cross the road jokes and stuff like that. A couple poop jokes in there. And it's just like that kind of stuff just kind of bothers me a little bit. But what do you truly expect for a movie that's on Disney Plus? So it was definitely cute. It had those heartwarming moments and... uh yeah, I can I can agree with you on those aspects, but I give this a three out of five. But I, I don't think it's really meant to be in theaters, so I'm glad it's on Disney Plus. Uh, yes, I will agree with all the points that you just made. I would echo your three out of five. Uh, I think that this is just a nice, nice, charming little film. Maybe chuckle, uh, but it's a movie that in probably like I don't know three or four months, I'm not gonna remember. And yep. I'll move on with my life. And it's on Disney Plus. And if you have it, which I'm sure you do, just yeah, put it on, watch it. It's cute. It's no artist yeah. foul. It's just an hour and a half. Yeah, that is also on there. And also, uh, what's that movie? Magic Camp or something? That's a new movie on. I on didn't Disney watch Plus. it, but I've uh, I've almost watched it. I did watch uh, Monsters University this morning on Disney Plus. I mean, that's a fucking banger, dude. That's a great ass movie. Such a good movie. Like the concept doesn't work but it fucking works you know it's great if you go to theaters i think you you'll be able to see the new mutants uh that is totally up to you you live in florida so they absolutely will reopen all their theaters uh statewide uh because that just seems like florida's track record is to do the you know the opposite thing of what uh, the cdc tells you to do so i'm sure the theaters yeah. will be wide open for you to go see the new mutants next week in a full like sold out showing uh, with no social distancing, just, you know, arm to arm sharing social distancing down here is like an afterthought. Like honestly, (laughs) like throughout the day, I feel like people are like, Oh wait, let me just move you over here so we can social distance. I'm like, it's too fucking late. 
You already, yeah, stu- you stupid idiot. Uh, but, you already kissed me in the mouth, so yeah, get you, out of here. We already, just, yeah. I already regurgitated your vomit into somebody else's mouth. It's just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, well, yeah. if you, my point is, if you go out to the theaters, I think you'll be able to see the new mutants. Uh, I definitely will not be going to the theaters uh, because there's no theaters open where I'm at. If it comes to a drive-in, I'd consider it. I'd maybe I'll go. That would be a good drive-in movie if they actually I think get that'd it. That'd be kind of cool to see a new movie in a drive-in. But uh, regardless. Uh, VOD, we got Bill and Ted Face the Music, a movie that was supposed to come to theaters, but got pushed to VOD uh, with the whole pandemic. And I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Venture. I've seen it maybe three or four times. Is that two horses? It's, it's not two horses, no, oh, but um, it, it's so good. It's so funny, and just it's got an amazing plot. The story is just incredible. It's got great music, and it's Keanu Reeves just doing okay. his thing. I've never you seen it, but I, I know You need it. to see the first one because it's like an hour and 20 minutes. You could just okay. literally watch it right before, uh, and I'm sure it would be great. Um, but I, this has a huge following. People are really excited to see it, including myself, so I will easily be rent, uh, renting this movie next week. Bill and Ted face the music. Uh yeah, this is going to be fun. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, potentially we'll actually stick to those movies. But, you know, with so much uncertainty right now, I can't be certain about the movies we watch next week. But what I can tell you is there will be an episode on Monday, Mainstream Boy, hosted by me with Spencer. So thank you so much again for listening to this podcast. Make sure to go over to at those movie dudes at Instagram, like, comment, and just, you know, maybe go to Podbean, leave us a review if it's scathing. All power to you. I really appreciate it as long as you leave something. Follow us on there as well. Um, but yeah, for me, that's that's pretty much going to do it for me, Mainstream Boy. Spencer, anything you uh, want to plug? Uh, just go over to our podcast feed at Those Movie Dudes and Instagram at Those Movie Dudes and listen to the main show. It comes out every uh, Friday nights to Saturday mornings uh, where we talk about three films that we've never seen before every single week. And we got some fun films this week. The votes uh, came in. We got Hoosiers. Wild Strawberries and Mars Attacks. So if you, those movies sound interesting, nice. they're all on streaming sites. So you can go and watch them and stay tuned or come back on August 28th. That's this coming Friday. Uh, that is when the episode will come out. And then the new movies of the following week will come out to the polls so you can help vote. Um, so yeah, just listen to the main show at Those Movie Dudes in our podcast feed, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Don't say it. Not and on my show. Don't you fucking say it. I swear to God. I will cut you off right now. I don't care. And Stitcher for Androids. Okay. I you. That's all I, I saw want that to there's say. a right, few tools. other options. iHeartRadio and Amazon Podcasts now. So that's that's another thing that if you guys happen to use those platforms, then, you know, maybe... Uh, and you might even be able to listen to us on Alexa, which would be quite something. So, uh, yeah, if you're into that, if you have an Alexa. Hey, Siri, play those movie dudes. I can't hear her because she's probably in your headphones. No, no, no. Just in case someone was listening uh, and just had like w- like wasn't wearing headphones, <laughs> just their phone would just automatically play our podcast. Let's try. Honestly, if that worked for you, leave a comment down below or unfollow us. I don't really care. Up to you. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm Mainstream Boy. Toodaloo. I hate you so much. It's mutual. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Mainstream Boy. I'm your host, Jonathan, and I implore you to go over to our Instagram at those movie dudes and give us a follow if you haven't already. Also, head over to our Podbean and give us a review, whether it's scathing or positive. I don't really care. I just want to know somebody's listening. Thank you so much, and stay safe and wash your fucking hands.